We're back to Whiskey Hill, a podcast from three brown startup enthusiasts that pull back the curtain on business, culture, and side pieces. <laughs> Not that type. We're talking NFTs, blockchains, cannabis, and so much more. Without the book, and most importantly, over whiskey. Switching it up, Clyde. I like that. We got the energy in there. America calls Clyde Black, Athul Brown, Anthony somewhere in the confusing middle. With three brothers, various shades of brown. Life. Bringing you the <laughs> true. We'll get into that. Bring you the latest in tech, business, and startups, mixed with a ton of sarcasm. Cue the music. Oh, fun. I, 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 I had a song. I had a song ready to is that go. From Phil Collins? Is that from Phil Collins? <laughs> I, can, I can feel it in there tonight. <laughs> my bad. My bad. I, I, I'm dropping the ball. Listen, I got other things on my mind, man. Okay. What you got in your mind, Ed? Why don't you share? Why don't you share? <laughs> uh, fatherhood, man. I saw this cool shirt I, I want to get. I hope we, if the baby comes before Father's Day, I'm going to get this like fatherhood shirt, shirt that says Father, like Thor. Like, oh, uh, that's, 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 that's kind of cool, I right? Can, yeah. No, uh, you know, I never even thought of you know, that. You know how it's, no, it's you know, cool. you know how Instagram. No, 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 it's not cool. Huh? No, it's not cool. That's a cool name. Why, why Clyde doesn't like? He's like, he's like, I'm more of a Wonder Woman. Father, <laughs> yeah. Wonder Woman's dope. Clean it up. Clean it up. Clean it up. But Wonder Woman. No, you know what? Like my boy, my two. Like I think it's kind of dope. Your son's gonna be born right around Father's Day. Like really within that couple those couple days. Yeah. That's kind of dope. Yeah. Um. But like Wonder Woman, man, they dropped the ball. Like the first one was dope. So my sons were kind of young to go see that one. The first one. The second one came around. Like you guys gonna love this. So during the pandemic. Oh yeah. I'm gonna love this, yeah, right? Because like- I want them to get into like equality and superheroes, right? Because most of them that they see are males, mm-hmm. and then now they're having some dope female characters come on. But the Wonder Woman, the movie, it was like based in the eighties. Oh yeah, the uh, the last it was one trash, was, it was garbage. <laughs> it was trash. It was the first one was okay. I'm like the, the boys kept looking at me like, "When's this turn around, Dad?" When, when? Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> well, you know what? They don't. They don't do well with like for some reason. H was it Warner doesn't do. They didn't do well with DC DC Comics. Like DC Comics doesn't do well. Like yeah, they did okay. This last Batman, uh, we talked about it already. I was like, yeah. I was like, you know, Twilight Batman. Twilight Batman, Twilight Batman. getting his butt whooped. I, I was in that deep discussion with my friends about it. <laughs> And they were like, oh, it shows more. Batman's really not a superhero. It shows more of his humanistic character. I was like, man, I'm used to Batman laying the law down. He was getting his butt whooped throughout the entire movie. And it's just moody. It, 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 I was just like, yo, like, get it over, man. You're rich. Okay. <laughs> People can't, you can't let this people fight your battles. He's like James Bond, basically, with, with like a funky suit on. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Get his ass beat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, Twilight like, mm, I don't feel like fighting today, guys. <laughs> welcome. Welcome to the Whiskey Hill. All right, go ahead, Clyde. We're wel- welcome to the Whiskey Hill. Going off track. I know. And this is just the opening. <laughs> this is just the opening. <laughs> so we're excited. We're excited to be here today. Yeah, we're going to well, have. Exciting conversation. I would ask what's going on, but you used up all the time on your uh, <laughs> your, your door uh, <laughs> conversation. Started. Actually, I actually like that. It's, it's cool. I don't know why you don't like no. it. It's cool. Like I'm. It's called. It's like being a Mr. Marketing. <laughs> Quote unquote. <laughs> Shit. You know. You know. You know. So, you know what? Ha- what? What? What happened? What had happened was like I was looking up T-shirts, you know, you know, stock up for the summer, you know, get some T-shirts, you know, Instagram. You start looking on something on Google. Next thing you know, they know all your history, and now I'm getting all these T-shirt ads in my Instagram. So I saw this, I was like, oh, that's kind of cool, and then went down a rabbit hole. 
more. That's what happened. That's what happened. So sorry. Get get us back on track. My bad. Too late. Too late. <laughs> too late now. Too late now. So uh, yeah. So we're we're excited to be here. Um, you know, a lot going on in the world, but we want to uh, dive right in. Let's dive right into the topic today. But before doing so, we want to highlight our whiskey of the day. Um, one of the whiskeys that you know we want we want to dive into is a uh, uh, I don't know what, what whiskey. Is that? <laughs> this is this is a mix. This this is an episode of just we just put whatever pulling what's what's ever out of our own cabinet. Boom. Old school. Let's go with one of our favorites, Uncle Nearest. Yeah, I was, I was or like Koval. Or Koval. It's it's between between you two. It, it's like you're two your favorites, Uncle Nearest and Koval. <laughs> and then here I come with you know I know a fool's gonna come in. Oh, you like the stuff that burns your chest, you know, like Lafroy. Okay, <laughs> I'm trying to. Oh. It burns the table, man. That's what you clean the table with. <laughs> anyway, all right. What are we doing, Uncle Nearest? Uncle Nearest. Let's do it. Give it a Uncle Nearest. Back at it. Back at. It. So All right, give us a second uh, while we go pour. All right. All right, let's cut back in here. We just poured it up. Go ahead, Clay. So, uh, so today we want to dive into a great episode, um, continuation of what we did almost one and a half parts on um, a little over a year ago. NFTs. Oh. Uh, episode fifty-one. Non-fungible tokens. There you go. You finally know what it means. Um, a little, uh, episode 51, we did an introduction to NFTs. And then shortly after that, we did a bonus episode um, on NFTs and Digital Gold Rush. And it was exploding. I mean, markets were going crazy. Um, you know, you had art that was being sold by digital artists like like people for, you know, 60, 70, 80 million dollars. And we dove into that on, on some of those earlier episodes. Uh, but let's, let's fast forward a year plus later. Uh, the world is getting back to normal. Uh, think about it because, you know, a lot of the questions that were being brought up during the original early days was it's just a JPEG that, you know, people can put places and what keeps people from stealing it or whatever the case may be. And we're seeing the market correct. But, you know, we're going to dive into NFTs today. Um, kind of the current state, what's going on with it. Um, and one of the major factors that drove this conversation was uh, StockX, StockX versus Nike. Um, if you've seen in the news recently, StockX was being sued by Nike for StockX pretty much selling NFTs of Nike shoes. Um, so Nike being Nike, they went and ordered some StockX shoes off of StockX and did a press release and said, hey, they're um, most, of these, most of these shoes are fake, which, you know, like a business that's selling authenticated shoes, it was uh, a really dirty play. Uh, you know, StockX responded back, that's said, it wasn't, said it wasn't true, but it all stemmed off of Nike's pretty much sending StockX a note saying, hey, we don't want you to sell NFTs of our shoes, or you're going to have to deal with the big dog. Um, and that's just kind of one example that kind of has gone down a rabbit hole of the NFT space, kind of where it is today. I think that, you know, one of the things that was shocking to me was there was a recent NFT that sold for, I think, $3 million. Um, probably about on StockX. No, no, it's probably about six to eight months, <laughs> months ago. Um, and then when the guy went to go sell it, I think the highest bid he got was around $300,000. 
for the same NFT. Ouch. 10%. Um, so that's just kind of going where the market has been shifting to. And, you know, I'll stop there. But, you know, I think the NFT space is one that's evolving. There's a lot of things that's come to, come to light and uh, a lot of moves being made. All right. So my biggest thing with NFTs, and it was that it was the issue you, when we first talked about it, when everybody was hot. One, we just needed money. We had people had money to spend and they were buying, buying ish, right? You're like buying digital artwork, right? It was, it's, yep. you had it, you, your ownership was based off of, you know, let's be real. Like, you know, we go old school zeros and ones. The, where, yeah. where, where I see more of the story, I think you kind of want more tangible asset that you can touch when you, when you're buying almost like pretty much like artwork, right? Something that there's, that's physical. Now, from a digital space to me, it's NFT still has a market. But the market's not ready yet because I think that has some to me has something to do with almost like tying in this whole metaverse world, right? If you if you have artwork in the metaverse that you bought in the real real world, that makes sense. So if you got two worlds, that's where NFTs make sense, but it doesn't make sense in this space we're in right now. I don't know. I'm just, well, there's always I'm just going off on a tangent here, but there is tremendous hype, right? So at any new item in the market entering into the market there's always tremendous hype uh and that always plays into any new phenomenon right in this case it's the metaverse that we're talking about which eventually quiets down and then it has to either ma- be matched by activity and high quality activity or it just falls apart right so the better the chances if it has high quality activity in it better chances for sustainable kind of outcomes so yeah we had that hype everyone's like buying stuff left and right they're at home now they're out <laughs> right and then even the real big money people so there's everyone's out, every social tier. They're traveling or they're just out. Uh, but I think – we talked about this before. Some people on the pod said, hey, NFTs are just done. I think it's going to be like – I think the metaverse is going to be like what we had in the dot-com. Anyone that had like any company put a dot-com at the end of it and they thought they could raise – and they were raising tons of money. And they raised a lot of eventually, money. Eventually, quality activity has to match the hype. And it fell apart. And then like then, but then you got your Amazons coming out of that. You got great quality companies. So I think you're going to have that here. You just got to find out who. I think what Nike's doing is they're setting a precedence because look, what StockX was doing, and you both have more familiarity with StockX. I'll be the first to admit on, on I've never bought or sold on there, uh, you know, and, but it's dope. I like it. Um, and I'll, I'll get into my relationship with it because a dear friend of mine was the first check in. And so, so Vasu from Courtside, they were the first check in Dan Gilbert, is one of the founders. Yeah. So, uh, you know, he was telling me and like, I want them to catch a bag because they're thinking about IPO later this year. Right. Um, so, uh, so th- once they sort this whole thing out, the thing with StockX is they were, there's physical shoes of Nikes that were, that are going to sit in a physical vault and they were going to be selling tokens that give you rights to those shoes. Some people may, you know, ask for those shoes at some point once they buy the token or they may not, they may just sell it to somebody else before ever seeing the shoes. Uh, that's, that's what this whole thing is about. Nike's saying, Hey, you're using our image and likeness. Kind of we talked about before on many other pods to sell those physical assets or sell these coins that represent our physical asset shoe, which is something we created. So that's the first thing they came after. Uh, so that take that for a little bit. But I get that. I get they want to say, because guess what? This is going to be happening from every brand is going to be, hey, let's throw Nike up here. Hey, we're going to create whatever. Yeah, I know. I get where Nike is coming from. Like, I, honestly, I do. Right. I, but there's also the other side of where Nike is is pulling pulling back on everybody right they're they're controlling their entire funnel d to c right like, they think they can do it and, yep. well and i think they are going to do it right they pull they're, they're crushing they're it. Pull, <laughs> they pulled back from Foot Locker, right they pulled back some of their you know some of their styles from Foot Locker. Yep. 
you know, Footlock, I don't know what Footlocker and those likes are going to do when they, when they just like are selling Adidas and Puma and Asics. Uh, so, <laughs> These are nice German companies. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, all right, sorry. sorry. Um, but I, so I get where Nike, Nike from a strategic perspective wants to own their entire, their entire, their entire funnel, right? They, they learned a lot. They have the power. They have the brand. And with the hype of, of sneakers, they can do it. They're, they, when it comes down to the sneaker hype, they are the key brand, right? You can, and they're a young company, relatively, right? They were trying yeah. to outdo Adidas in, back in the day, and they did. Well, yeah, they, of one, Adidas, yeah. Because of one man. Yeah. Anyway, we'll get into that some other time. But, <laughs> no, yeah. but it's dope, right? They built, they built their brand around that guy, and then well, no, everyone else came after, which is dope. 100%. And, well, well yeah, that's a, that's a whole other episode when it comes yeah. down to like the, the sneaker heads and how, how, how those brands grew and what they did. Um, but anyway, but like, I, I, I get where Nike, Nike wants to own the IP, right? It's their IP in general. So mm-hmm. they're not saying, t- you know, StockX can't come out here and say, all right, you, you're a reseller. So someone else, Anthony's selling his pair of whatever, and he's using your platform to sell it. And someone else, they're bid, they're bidding on it. And boom, that's it. You're now Help me, help me out if, if I'm, I'm I'm doing this chain of custody cor- correctly here. You're now saying StockX, here's these Jordan ones. I'm selling a token of it, and we're owning the we have we have ownership of this shoe. It is like, and they're selling into. I, I'm confused on how they explain it, but you know, you guys, please correct me. And that's where I think the real issue is. Like, that's pretty much where it is, right? So they they had the token, which may or may not include the likeness, but what Nike didn't like the confusion. On, let's say, say they scrubbed social media and saw anyone, everyone thought this was a partnership between Nike and StockX. Well, in that case, Nike wants their affiliate fees. Your background, yeah. right? They want their affiliate. So, but they're not getting that here. So that's what they're trying to set precedent on. I think that's that's what it is. So StockX does have the physical shoe in a vault. Right, a physical vault, and that so they have ownership of the shoe. Uh, we'll talk about later on where they. So I mean, Nike then came back this week and went straight Patrick Beverly on. I'm saying, man, all your shit's it's not authentic. Yeah, <laughs> you know? the, the authentic side was all. I think the authentic issue was always concerned from Nike, right? Because the way StockX yeah. works, um, right? Like they they have their different locations set up throughout the U.S. and they have <laughs> individual people who go look at each sneaker to conf- to confirm its authenticity. How you do that? I don't know. Like I'm not that deep into the space. I checked the video out. Right? They, there's a smell test. There's a sizing proportion. There's all kinds. And it's actually a science and it's beautiful. I love it. Um, it'd be kind of fun job, you know, for a young kid. Uh, but it's kind of dope. But like, got, how long does it take you to got, get your shoe? You got to connect. Cool, man. Just get your kids. Your kids work, right? You know, like a summer job. Okay. Oh, they're going to be working some dope ass jobs. I'm, I'm going to call on some friends' favors. <laughs> wait, how long does it take to get a shoot? Like, if I purchase today, how long will I have to wait? Because with the authentication process, all that. Because they have to get the shoot I, physically. I haven't bought. I never bought. A no, 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 Every no, time no, I no, no. So the way that it works is they have it, the inventory already in house. So you're not actually. Why you come and say no, no? Just tell me the answer, man. <laughs> He's like, no, no. I'm, I'm asking the question. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> All right, go ahead, go ahead. It takes normal shipping time, so whatever you pick, so you can be next day, it can be three to four, three to five business days, because they already have the products in house. So the authenticator. So, that's, be- so let me ask you this then. So, Clyde, so like, I'm I'm buying from. I'm buying from person A. Per, I don't know this person uh, on the marketplace. So, person A has to send the shoe to StockX no, first no. and get it authenticated. No, so that's called eBay. Uh, 
is what you're thinking about. <laughs> uh, so StockX, they take what is it? They take the inventory in house as soon as the person gets it. So they have it. Oh, so then basically this is an extension. So okay, so if they already have it in house, then this is an extension. This whole NFT play is literally an extension of what they're already doing. They already got the physical shoe in house. With the pre- okay, okay, so that's another. So yeah, that gives so it, clarity to the conversation. It's pretty much like a, um, uh, like an Amazon warehouse shipping or whatever the case may be. They take all the inventory. So the authentication process, if it takes a week yeah, that or before. twenty weeks, they've got that done before they put it yeah, on. Yeah, that happens before. Oh, cool. So, All right. I get it. So normal shipping. So times. Normal shipping times. And then once it sells, it's like a consignment shop um, is, is essentially what it is. And, you know, one thing that I want to add on to that conversation about Nike is that Nike is now starting to jump into the space even more heavily. In 2021, they bought a, a NFT pioneer um, studio oh. called RTFKT Studios. And Artifact. Artifact. Okay. It's spelled funky. Yeah. It's RTFKT. Spelled funky. Artifact. There you Artifact. go. You're smarter than me. Um, no, 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 no. It's called Artifact, Clyde. I'm, <laughs> I'm playing. Go ahead. Uh, artifact. But essentially, they had, they had 3D. They had 3, 3D, 3D, uh, 3D NFT characters that, you know, they were called Clonex that were trading for like tens of thousands of dollars. And, you know, when mm-hmm. Nike bought them, they said, you know, you have this great universe of people. So what we're going to do is we're going to airdrop NFTs of mystery uh, digital boxes. And um, they did it to a bunch of different people who previously bought these clone X's, which is a special NFT for this audience. And they had swooshes on the side of these boxes. And for each one of these, they were, you know, valued at 10000 or more dollars in the NFT marketplace. And what they could do is, is you could burn them, which is a turn in the NFT space where it, it unlocks a, uh, a digital sneaker. And they created something where they're called Crypto Kicks as a part of the kind of experience. So, so some dope. of these crypto, so dope, and they man. said some of these crypto uh, kicks were selling for like six figures. One was sold for $134,000, um, yeah. which shows to why Nike is very, is, is yeah. very hard on the stock app. Savvy, man. Because, you know, essentially the same thing that they're doing on stock apps, Nike is trying to do on their own. So it makes sense. It's, it's a specific IP that you definitely want to keep close. So that's that's like one real world business case of of the NFT space, and then another that's been catching my eye. Let's, let's, go ahead. After you're done with that, I'm gonna let's park into the money about it. I want to, just, I want to, so that's a good token point. But finish your thought. I'll, I'll jump into the money. Yeah, another, another one is just very close to this kind of similar space is um, where you talk about the the intersection of real world and NFTs is uh, Top Shots. Um, NBA Top Shot specifically, mm-hmm. where they're pretty much they taking go. clips of in-game activities um, and turning that into an NFT. So, for exa- example, LeBron James, you know, our favorite guy to talk about on the show, uh, had a Top Shot moment uh, that <laughs> sold that's that sold for two hundred eight thousand um, dollars. So it's just it was the that. block on Andre Iguodala in the twenty sixteen championship. Yeah. No, is that? And then there was a second one was like a shot with Wade looking at him too, right? Dwayne Wade in the corner. Yeah, the one I'm referring uh, to is the, the block. Um, yep. So that was 280, 208. Was he a Lakers? Uh, not Lakers. I Cleveland. He was the Lakers. That's yeah. a, that was a, I, Cleveland. That's an iconic moment of yeah. you know of all time. But you know, whatever. Yeah. Let's not go down. Let's not go down a rabbit hole because I know where exactly where we're about to go. <laughs> so. 
So that meant that you, I'm, I'm celebrating greatness. That's <laughs> <laughs> great. It's a great block. Go ahead, Clyde. Yeah, so dive in on the, on the money part. So quickly, man. So like this was a so artifact. Uh, it was an aqua hire, right? And they don't disclose the number. Uh, they didn't disclose the number of what they of the purchase price of artifact, which is which means only one thing. And I'll tell you what that means in a second. So it was an aqua hire. You hired them for the talent because they had a pulse on what everything was going on. And just like Clyde said, this was like December last year. November last year is when they had that Clone X drop, and that was with a Japanese artist. I think it's um, man, I'm messing it. To, to, she, I have it somewhere here. Takashi something Nakamushi Nakamuni or something Nakamushi. I'll, I'll bring it up in a second. But essentially, when you when you have an aqua hire and they don't disclose the price, that means the purchase price of the company that was acquired. Stop. I'm sorry. Artifact in this case was less than one percent of the market value market cap of the acquiring company. In this case, Nike. So Nike at the time was like 250 bill, right? So this one by default was less than 2.5 billion because one percent of that. Uh, to buy artifact now at the time i think they had raised like up to 35 so they're valued at that 35 million which means if you had to, if you want to acquire them and you and probably have to pay at least four to six x so i'm thinking a couple hundred million dollars it could have been up to you know 2.5 six whatever but it's probably a couple hundred million dollars from what we've heard because we still haven't heard much about it yeah because i was looking everywhere for it <laughs> uh, but that's that's essentially what it means and then why would Artifact want to do this when they're on the pulse or anything. They probably saw, hey, the market's overhyped right now and it's not going to match. But if we get their Nike's progressive, they're influential globally, and that's a great platform and the partnership could be dope, right? So that's probably why they said, okay, they might have been able to get double somewhere else, but let, let's go with this group because we can be great and they'll bring us in as creative directors for a bit and then we'll we'll dip. I, I think it's I think it's dope partnership. Hmm. So you yeah, saw, I agree. I agree with that as well, especially in the space. I would sell. Listen, someone present half a billion dollars, I'll get out in a heartbeat, by the way. Because <laughs> things are things are starting to cool down around December. Like, you know, uh, six months more, they're like, oh, man, we were $13 billion. <laughs> you know, sold three right. shoes. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what but, I think yeah. I think the real question I, ha- I have here is what at the NFT space is where we where where do we go now? Right. It, it, if the market is cooling off, we're we're, you know, and like we discussed in previous um, um, episodes, we're potentially knocking on the door of a recession. If do you we're in? We're, all right. Yeah. Well, maybe. Listen, I'm no economist. Okay, I'm just a regular guy here saying, "Are we in a recession? We're knocking on the door. Whatever. We're getting there, or we're not. Where's yeah, this, this, where this NFT space when it's not a tangible good? Right. It's it's. I know it's a new way of thinking of it and a new way of looking at everything. Where where does this go from here? Is it just cool off for for a couple of years or or just stay steady? Or do, or does it grow with other key pieces having to grow at the same time? I think Clyde and I might be on the different sides of the spectrum. So go ahead, Clyde. That's why, first. That's why I'm pointing it out. Yeah. yeah so <laughs> uppercut. uppercut. <laughs> so for me, I was actually going to use what you uh, what you said earlier around the space, um, you know, evolving, and I think that NFTs will essentially be attached to tangible goods. I think a lot of the fashion brands are really getting it right. You look at Gucci, you look at Nike, you look at Balenciaga, these big fashion houses. Um, they're doing they're doing like in the metaverse NFT placements and, and there's been selling that attached to like physical goods, digital goods. 
And I feel what I was getting the point I was getting that to you about earlier, what you mentioned is uh, the dot com, dot com, where everybody was attaching dot com to everything. And it's some success, some failed, but Amazon was born out of it. So those who can figure out how to make it a real business, I think the NFT space is going to continue to grow. But people are going to have to do some real work uh, and not just be like, I have an NFT. But they'll have an NFT attached to a physical and digital good. Yeah, you'll have utilization in the in the real world, and then also in the metaverse, where you know it's cooled off there as well. But I think in a long term perspective, there's going to be real value. And if you can, you know, like what people like to floss in the real world, the dope shoes, the dope coat, the dope you know whatever T-shirts that says uh, Father, um, they'll have the ability to do the same thing in the metaverse. <laughs> They'll have the ability to do the same thing in the metaverse. So that's where I think it's going. It'll probably slow down, cool off. You'll find real business use cases and it'll take off and go steadily. All right, let me tell you what's really going to happen. <laughs> no, that's going to be a big portion of it to get it to get to be legitimized for the masses, right? Right now you have your Web3 folks and they're different than the Web2 folks. They should be. Right. But right now it's really what they're trying to web two is just trying to replicate everything that web two was in web three. And that's not what web three wants. Right. We've talked about this numerous times. What was that brand Glossier for the millennials? Gen Z does not want to see LVMH on in the metaverse. They want some new brand coming. So what's going to happen is these legitimate legacy brands may try and break things because they have the coffers of money to try this. And then once things get settled and as to what actually can work, I think you're going to have a bunch of new brands brands pop up, which I think is dope because they're going to take it further. LVMH can't think that far unless they hire like an artifact or groups like that. They, they can't do that in-house. That's not their, that's not their, their sweet spot. But that's why Nike knew that they can't do it in-house. They have to go with, partner with artifact and let's go. We have, the, we have everything else they need. They've got the talent to make it happen. I think that's what's going to happen. So I think these you're going to get all these things that are going to try a bunch of different things. I did this in a couple a talk about two weeks ago. There's just we're going to try anything and everything, and a lot of it's going to break. But a lot of it, when it breaks from that, it's like providence. You get you get to figure out what works and what doesn't, and then help the next. It's just foundations you keep laying down. Uh, if eighty percent breaks, go with the twenty percent that worked, and you build from there versus starting at zero percent again. I think you're going to have some dope brands coming out of this. Race. I think I see a ton of money. I'm getting calls on it all the time. I'm looking at. 20 decks every two weeks. So 10 a week, let's say in this space, most of them are shit, <laughs> you know, but that's VC. That, that's what this is the whole, most of anything is shit <laughs> to be honest with you. Uh, and until so like, you curious, make it happen. So, so curious, go with that. Curious, curious about that statement. What makes it look like shit? Um, especially in the NFT space that you're seeing on the VC side. Uh, well, let me just strip back from what I'm, what exactly the project is, but like just, there's no proof of, there's no revenue model. There's no runway. They're like, we're going to do this hype. You know, you can't, you know, it's, it's do it. Show me how you're going to do it. Show me a path to profitability and show me how it's sustainable versus a quick blip. I want to see that. Right. And versus a lot of the inputs. I want to know that the burn rates is basically typical VC terms. We're applying to it. We want to see that. I want to see a business. There's a lot of hype on a lot of different things, but I want to see a business. And that's all I want. To, that's all it is. Now, a lot of these businesses are relied as their features, not a, a product. Hey, this is a great feature for like Nike to adopt under their product or LVMH or somebody, but a standalone play doesn't make sense. Right. Uh, so that's, that's what I'm seeing like that, but I'm seeing a bunch of dope NFT projects coming on like into play with some great utility as well. And that's what you want. You want utility alongside with them. So I think a lot of them will have a kind of what you said, a physical component to them, but I don't think that's necessary. I think that'll be, it'll be 50, 50. I think maybe even less. 
more in favor of it should just be digital only because that's where you should. It should be. Right. And that's where we're going. So I think it's that's the future of it. In the meantime, it will be tied to something physical. Yeah. But yeah. Jump into the Nike exec thing. Right. When they Nike's when StockX said, hey, you got your execs who are completely fine because they're they're our customers. They're trading on our platform. Now, A, that could be sketchy unless there's some public information being traded. Like, let's say if the Nike, it's publicly known that, hey, this LeBron shoe is going to be there's only be 100 of them. So then it's publicly known, okay, they're scarce, 100 of them. But if Nike execs know there's going to be 100, but everyone else doesn't know that, and then they go and sell them, and then they try to you know, constrain the supply by like buying up 20 and selling them, that's insider kind of trading in a sense, right? So that's going to be the unique thing that's going to come out of this, what StockX rebuttaled with Nike's statement today. What do you think of well, that? Well, all right, so there's always been that conversation, right? Because StockXX yeah. as a reseller is almost like this own stock market, right? That's not regulated, that doesn't, there was always that conversation. I remember when it, when I first heard of StockX and I've been to StockX events and I'm just like, I don't understand who regulates this? How is this monitored? I was like, how do you, it's like a stock market, but then you can have situations like what you just mentioned where, you know, executives of a company can, you know, you know, play the insider angle because they know what what's going on in their company. They can buy up, resell. You saw you saw cases of that with kids, their you know, executive children buying a product and reselling it. Um, yeah, with, uh, I think That's it was a GM. <laughs> it was a GM of sneaker app. Uh, yes. uh, the lady, her son, was a huge sneaker reseller. Yeah, and I actually yeah. saw like this week that he yeah. was back, like selling sneakers again. Yeah, he is. A top seller. <laughs> like so, so how do you how does that how does that get regulated? It doesn't get regulated because it's not something that anybody cares about. Um, to a point, that's an internal argument. Unless there's a, like this IP issue, and Nike is like, oh, oh we we want to we want to run this whole game. I don't know where StockX goes from here, right? You don't want you know. I don't know if you want to battle Nike in in all forms of fashion. Uh, it's almost like they don't have a choice. They were they Nike threw the first rock. Now they got to respond, and that hopefully this just settles down. Let's see. Yeah, well, StockX is looking at how to grow right their business, yeah. right? Like they you and this makes sense. It it, it makes sense. But if you got the eight hundred pound gorilla, it, you know who you rely yeah. on saying no, stop it. What do you do? I think you get a little bit more creative with the right. with the process and. And and work something work some back channel out, right? I think that's really what yeah. it is. You 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 negotiate some kind of rev share on this whole process, and 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 you limit the number of times you do something of uh, of this size where Nike can control as much as they can or want. But I think Nike's in this mode where they want to control everything, right? So there lies the rub. I think there there's yeah. a, there's definitely a middle ground here. It's just you know stay off the news. <laughs> and if you compare them, right, like they, they did a lot of trades. Like, I'm, I don't know, 2021 data, but like uh, StockX did like two billion gross revs. That's a lot. That's good. In 2020, that's like seven, eight million trades. Foot Locker, our favorite company, nine billion in gross revs. So they're like already like, you know, to almost 20% of that company, a little bit more, 22, 23%. Macy's, which sells everything, 18 billion. Right. So nine X that. So I mean, StockX is on its way. It already was working with Goldman Sachs to IPO. I think it was supposed to happen like right around now. It got pushed off a little bit. Uh, so let's see. Um, one thing that's interesting, like, you know, 2022 moving forward as of January 1st this year, anyone that sells on StockX, if it's over $600, 
you're going to get a 1099 from StockX, but legally required now. So let's see how all these things impact. Because before, it was non-taxable income. Yep. Bam. <laughs> I thought about selling these uh, Chuck Taylors I had from these specialized Chuck Taylors I got I had from years nice. ago. But I didn't know what the hell I was doing, so I didn't go on there. And I was, just, <laughs> I was like, ah, let them let them rot, and I'll keep on wearing them, destroying them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm excited to see where this goes, man. Because like this is going to set the stage for a lot of other companies. The legacy brands going to want to protect their name, image, and likeness in a sense. What we talked about in college athletes, same thing they want to do because all these other folks are going to be kind of trying to utilize them. Cardi B's got to deal with Reebok. Okay, Reebok, I didn't know it needed to come back, but it's coming back. <laughs> so, yeah. right, there's a lot of these partnerships happening. Who's Reebok on? It's Nike, right? So, no, 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 Reebok is no, they had them. So, Reebok is owned by Sha- by Shaquille, yeah. <laughs> authentic brands, authentic brands, <laughs> authentic Sha- Shaquille and you. He's like the number two investor in that group. I've been following them a lot because really? I know they're going to be. Yeah, he's one. Of, he's one of the biggest. Like, his whole brand is under there. It's like champion. You got a bunch of different. It's huh? like it's like champion. Champion disappeared. Champion got purchased by a PE firm, right? And then all of a sudden, now they're hot again. No, but like authentic brands. I've been saying this for a year and a half. They're going to be big players in the metaverse because they have a lot of legacy brands that are going to be relaunching and doing funky things there. So they just need to get that. They get a, need. They need to find their own artifact type of company develop all this for them because i think they're gonna be doing some dope work man they need to bring Atlantic out brands they bring out they bring you out it, bring you heard it here for the fourth time not bring, even first bring out bring back the reebok pumps and i might buy basketball <laughs> <laughs> i just uh, want to be the guy outside with a stroller <laughs> that's all i want to do <laughs> look at my hops <laughs> those are those are dope though I used to have dope shows back there. If you go to like some of these sneaker stores, like in Manhattan, like, the, you know, like, oh, yeah. and I didn't know I was educated on this. You walk in like $600 for these shoes. And then like, they have some dope Reeboks. They're mostly Nike. Like, you know, these resale types, but like the, some of these Reeboks are kind of dope too. So like, I could see some funky stuff happening. Cardi B putting her spin on it. A lot of inflation. I can see her doing the Reebok pumps with the inflation. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Oh. <laughs> let's, put some, let's put some plastic in this. I'm just kidding. All right, let me stop. <laughs> <laughs> Make the heat a little bigger. On that <laughs> note, yeah. So no, I, I think there'll be a lot to watch in this space. One thing. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, the NFT space yeah, is one to watch. Know. We'll continue to look at it. <laughs> well, we'll uh, we'll. This is our third episode on NFTs, and we'll continue to even that part. Keep it going. So you know, I think we have we learned a lot here, and uh, we'll keep learning and watching the space. So now uh, we're going to jump into our favorite part of the episode, Shit You Should Know. So, AG, kick it off. All right. Well, let me just jump in here. This, I, have, I have nothing. Uh, I, I just want to bring I just want to bring up this one point here. It has there's no nothing profound in what I'm about to say here. <laughs> but I know people have already been talking about it. But Top Gun Maverick was effing awesome. Okay. I heard. Okay. Man. America. Okay. I heard it was good. It was, it was like, I saw somebody tweet after they saw it was just like, listen, if, if, if you see anybody do any kind of blue screen nonsense again, I'm not going to watch this movie. That movie was awesome. What made it awesome outside? It was a great, it was, it was a damn good production. All of it. I went to a theater that's called RDX. I don't know if you guys heard of it. They don't have one in Jersey. Three bucks. Um, <laughs> RDX, it's a theater where the seats move. And it's like it, it, like it, like nothing crazy, right? They'll move it's like a rebranded AMC. What is this? Yeah, it, 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 it's, it's, it's a regal theater, right? And so you, you can. It's actually a button there where you can like allow water. So if it, if any water scenes in it, they'll like spray a mist. 
Oh, and and and, and the seats move with the action in, in the sound. I it was a thirty dollar ticket worth every damn penny. Anthony watching the movies on a bodet. That was my clean. It was my first first movie I saw in theater since the pandemic. So worth every dollar. Went at nine a.m. So it was like six. May I say one thing for six, you? As a new, you're about to be a new father. You should watch this between now and next week before the baby comes. Go and see every movie in the movie theater because that's the one thing you won't be able to do for a while unless you get a babysitter. And then you're gonna be like, if I'm paying this money for a babysitter, I'm not gonna waste it. I'm going to see movie. I'm going out. So restaurants you can go with your baby. But that's so, some doctor told us that I remember, and it was so true. You can go do so do every movie. But that's why. Anthony came in, just a mustache, aviator glasses, tank top. I'm like, well, this is my got a new look. <laughs> it was Top Gun. All right. <laughs> I was like, I'm trying to be Top Cruise. So I heard, I heard that. <laughs> that was an awesome movie. That's all I got for my shit. You should I heard it was no, great. I, I, I heard it was, I heard I heard it was so good. By the original um, writers because they didn't have approval. How about you, Clyde? You like that movie? Did you see it? Which seems crazy, but, you know, the original. Um, <laughs> No, meaning like the second one, the, the oh, one they just forty did. years later they have approval. <laughs> they couldn't have sorted that out. <laughs> what? Okay, they didn't have. Listen, that movie's at six five hundred, almost six hundred million. Wow, right. and that's without China. Yeah, that's without that's two China. Two weeks in, two weeks Damn. in. So two and a half. I want to see it this weekend. I'm telling you, man, it's worth it, man. It's worth. It was worth. It's worth the theater watch as opposed to stream bet. So and he said he paid like eleven, twelve k, fifteen k an hour to go up in a real plane. Yeah, Tom Cruise, yeah, he's, he's a bad dude, man. He's a badass dude. The movie costs I think one twenty, so they already, you okay. know, so the how they're going to eclipse it? The, how they eclipse this? Crazy. But anyway, that's all I got for shit you should know. Jumping straight off the couch into your hearts again. There it is, Tom Cruise <laughs> coming back. So Will Smith's got to do this. What is it? That's what Will Smith because they're both in Scientology, right? I don't, that's what he got to do. I'm not even going down that route, rabbit hole. I mean, okay, listen. Hey, he'll be back. Hey, Will Smith. I like back. I like my life. Okay, listen. You know. Hey man, just go go for it. Go hard on go long on America, man. You got to make one of the what was that Independence Day? That was a dope movie. He's got to make another one of those next year. Boom, he'll be back. <laughs> he's got three weeks might be able to put it out right now he, he does yeah. he, he does, so, does slap the shit out of the enemy <laughs> so for me uh, you know I want to highlight um, anyway <laughs> our boy Elon Musk um, you know he has a lot going on he has a lot going on um, you know backing out of Twitter which you know we think uh, we talked about uh, yeah. on other early episodes smart move the value is falling quickly but uh, one thing I want to talk about is an article I was recently reading around <laughs> trying to back up. He'll get out. Uh, one thing I want to highlight is around Tesla. And, you know, up. they've been sued for yeah. racial abuse in some of their factories. Um, I think it was interesting. Reed talked about some black workers who sued. Yeah. One, you know, multi-million dollars. Um, that's something I would Google and read. You know, you think about this, you know, space and someone like Elon Musk, you know, person who's everyone looks at an iconic figure. You think about like the racial abuse and building the factories and having someone uncomfortable working conditions. That's something that, you know, I read out like, wow, it just kind of blew me away. Um, just because, you know, in today's world, you think it'd be a little bit more involved, especially for an innovative company like Tesla. But, you know, the world has a lot, a long ways to go. So um, that's my shit you should know. Right. Long and innovative in technology, not innovation innovative in race relations. Okay. So 
But it's so funny. Well, that that case came out before he did all this stuff, right? That can't. There's like that one case was already settled. Like there was something about some guy, some gentleman on the floor that got, would get things said to him in the elevator. I remember. I think it was something like that. That case was settled. But then there's a whole bunch of other ones, and then there's the sexual harassment lawsuit that's coming out. Like we're we're all big on Elon, but it's like you know, aside from the racial stuff. Right. That's that's that different part with the sexual harassment, all the other <laughs> stuff. Like most liberals are driving these cars, and they're probably the ones that are trying to cancel his ass right now. Is what I'm getting at, right? Republicans <laughs> are like they're cool on their tractors, you know. What I'm saying? <laughs> you know, like AOC. Hey, so AOC has a Tesla. Hates. She's trying to be pro union. Tesla does not want unions. She's anti billionaires. So it's just funny. AOC. She's getting you. checked. All right, like my, you know, Bernie. Bernie. Bernie's Go probably ahead. got one too, man. He's like, hey, Bernie. <laughs> you know? Now I'm just gonna it, say, that. Uh, Bernie's a, okay. Bernie's a priest. My book, <laughs> Thinking in Vets, is my book, right? Thinking in Vets. It's Great called book. Making Smarter Decisions When You ha- Don't Have All the Facts. And this is good. Hmm. It's been on my radar for a while. I'm finally reading it because you know I'm trying to think quicker about investments and and just other things in life, right? As well. So. Uh, it helps you make a decision, and you know, if you're making the decision, uh, if you have a few choices presented, do your research and then go all in on the one choice you make. Don't second guess yourself because you've already made, you know, integrity in decisions with integrity and uh, with all the information that you had at your disposal. Um, and it helps you mitigate some of your inborn biases when you seek outside counsel, uh, contrarian opinions. Um, you know, so that's what, that's why. And don't blame bad luck on you know on the outcomes. It, it's your fault. <laughs> just own your stuff. That's all. I, I like that. I like when people just own their shit. Um, I've made a lot of bad investments in my life and I'm, that's not anyone else's fault but mine. I made great ones, which turned out great too. Uh, just helping you make a better informed decision. So thinking in bets, making smarter decisions when you don't have all the facts. It's a good book. And I'll cut with that one. All right. All right. Nice. Kanye West nice. left the building. <clears throat> so yeah, God, you want to tell us why you had Kanye West as your, as your moniker? Right. <laughs> this is birthday. This is birthday. Oh, is it today? I didn't know that. Yeah, it's your birthday. Forty-five. It's your birthday. Uh, uh, yeah. Forty-five. All right. See, there you go. You got one song in. <laughs> All right. All right. All right, man. I got doctor support to go to. All right, man. Let's cut up. It's been another episode of Whiskey Hill.